Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters. This is Brother Hall live with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. And you know I got my bro, Butter Solis. Yes, sir. I had to throw the vibers for a loop. I said, Brother Hall, how about you give the intro? Appreciate Brother Hall and his Brother Solis voice. He got it down, don't he? <laughs> I just had to get on the beat. Yay, come on. So, Brother Hall, what you got for me today? So, as uh, me and Brother Solis have been talking about what to do for this next episode, we were really starting to think about there's something very basic in the Word of God that people tend to overcomplicate. I know I tell people this all the time that the Bible is not complicated, but we complicate it. And, well, one of the very basic things in God's word is his will. Like that's something that's the most basic thing that you could probably find in, in the word of God. And so many people say that they want to be in the will of God or that they want the will of God for their lives. But, but brother Solis, what, what does that actually mean? Now the will of God is, is something that, as a youth pastor, I probably hear uh, quite often from young people. They want to know what is their purpose, what is their calling. That's main main one. But as I read the Bible, I'm a very basic guy. I don't try to overcomplicate the Bible. I take the Bible for what it is. And so there's oftentimes in church, you always hear Romans 12, 1 and 2 which actually reads, because I'm going to go in and help you understand the will of God. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good. And acceptable and perfect will of God. See, there it goes right there. The word is right there. What oftentimes we get, we want to start seeking the will of God at the wrong times in life. And I'm not throwing shades at anybody. I'm helping people, okay? I don't want anybody to think that I'm I'm more holier, I'm perfect. No. Come on, brother. I just want to help people. What I mean at the wrong times in life, we want to wait until we start talking to an individual. Then we start wanting to seek the will of God. We want to wait until we're emotional, a wreck, depressed, anxiety got us in the chokehold for the past 16 months. And we want to start trying to figure out the will of God. The way that I like to see it is the the Lord tells us those who can be fa- uh, uh, what trusted with little, faithful with little, can be faithful with much. Before I go off in life and try to find if God wants me to be a missionary, if God wants me to be a pastor, if God wants me to do this, if God wants me to marry this individual, I have to get the minors, and I do that like this because they're actually majors. Because with God... Until you're faithful with the little stuff, then he's going to bless you with the big stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when you read Romans 12, 
one and two, you realize that there's some offering a living sacrifice to God. Not only that, the big the thing that I like to catch there is the being transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have to be transformed by my mind. Yes. And this is the will of God. So when I say that we're not seeking the, the will of God at the right times, if my mind's not transformed, if I'm still walking around the church, like everybody's against me, my pastor's against me, don't nobody understand me, my mind hasn't been transformed. I'm still harboring some things of the past or whatever, a past mentality. So it, in order for me to know the big will, the, the whole purpose of why I was created in life, I have to take care of the little stuff. As for me, like I said, I came up out of, uh, out of the world, so I was a rapper. One of the things I had to do is I had to cut a lot of those things off. I had to be, I had to be transformed by what I used to think and how I used to think. And that was kind of the mentality that we had, everybody for himself. Um, it, it was just, I understand that scripture just because of the mindset that I had, the bitterness, the everybody's out to get you. It's just, it, it's nonsense. But whenever you start actually allowing God to change your mindset, you can start walking in his will. Because in this walk, sorry to say, folks, if you're one of those people that feel that don't, I got this. I don't need nobody's help. It's going to be a sad Christian walk for you. Um, remember, God manifested himself in the flesh, and he chose to walk with 12 people. What does that tell you? We need each other. Yes. Okay, we're not greater than God. If God chose to walk around people and God didn't have that mindset, let us not have that mindset. That's why we have to be transformed by that. We got to start fellowshipping with one another. Like the big deal is I, I run into people is always, oh, I don't got to go to church. I don't got to. You're right. You don't got to go to church. But the Bible also says, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves. Yes. So let us not forget. So there's a lot of things that we got to start getting that stinking thinking up out of the way. And that's what I mean by that. We got to take care of the minor things. Another minor thing. Remember, I'm doing this in little quotations here because they're not. They're major things. Everything in your Bible is major. There's nothing minor, but we we look past it. Another Another big one that we have to be cautious of too is not only being transformed by our mind, but if you go to first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18, it says, and this is the NLT version. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is the will of God. It's God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Sorry. So if I belong to Christ, the first thing that I got to do is always be joyful. Yes. <laughs> this is the will of God for me to be joyful. We're talking about the will of God here. So I have to be joyful. Yes, we're going to get the tripping. Now, y'all hear me on this podcast while I say stop tripping. Yes, we're going to have those days, but we got to be greater than those days. We got to be greater than the moment. Please don't let mm-hmm. it be a day. Uh, the Matter of fact, it was Monday. I came home and there was a monkey on my back, if that's what you want to say. And it was an ugly feeling. I mean, that day I woke up, I prayed. I mean, I sought God. It was awesome. Like, it was a great day. And it was just on my back, like, bad, like, ugh. And I went to HEB, and I said, no, God, this this ain't of you. This is not of you. I'm not going to let this thing kill my moment. Why? Because it wasn't not killing just my moment. It's killing God's will for my life. 
I'm supposed to walk around like I got the Holy Ghost, folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'll come up. I hear your pastor and you go to this church and they keep talking about the Holy Ghost and you talking about you got it and you walk around with a stankiness. I don't want it. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, too. Like um, God said that we're supposed to be the light of the world. But how can we be the light of the world if we if nobody like if we're not shining, we got to be shining. It has to be something people see. Right, right. Definitely. So you want to be that city that sitteth on a hill that cannot be hid is what Jesus says. Yes. So you want to be something that people can see. And that's what I mean by that. Yes, you will fail. I mean, all right. You talking to a guy that learns a lot. All right. Yes, you will fail, but don't let it be a lifestyle. Just because you fail does not mean that you got to give up and you can never be changed. You got to start understanding that your failures are just things that is being revealed to you where God needs to work on. And the good thing is now you know who your enemy is, whether it is anger or frustration or your pet peeves or whatever the case may be. Now you know it. Destroy it. And so the next one in that, it says, never stop praying. I cannot slip up. I got to stay praying. Why do I got to stay praying? Because I know me. I know me. I know how I will act. I know the stupid things that I get mad over. And I say they're stupid because they are. Because even Paul says, you know, um, about uh, uh, the stumbling blocks and things of this nature. There's stupid things that make us trip up and slip up. So I know me. The reason why I started coming to church is not because my mom told me to come to church. Not because my sister, although Rachel, shout out to you. I love you, sis. Even though she walked in the Holy Ghost and showed me what, what it is to desire to have it. I cannot. And, uh, sorry guys, I lost. Where was I at? You were talking about that. It wasn't your parents that, uh, your mom that made you go to church and that, um, it wasn't your sister. Okay. So I know me, I'm the reason. Thank you, brother Hall. Sorry guys. I just had a, a little moment, but I got to know me and I'm the reason why I came to church because I know the ugliness of me. So if I know it was a sin and my desires that led me to that altar, remember, because it was the reason I say my desires is because all the ignorance things that I chose to choose over Christ is what led me to this altar. So I finally realized. So I got to stay praying, folks. I can't go around and think that just because I got the Holy Ghost and just because I got baptized in Jesus name and his blood covered me and surrounds me, I'm good. I can't think that I got to know for sure that a You are your worst enemy. And I don't mean for you to be doomy and gloomy all day, but you got to know that your desires in your heart and things that you, they just don't die out. Some of those things still try to haunt you. I was talking to a young guy the other day, uh, and he tells me about this dude who basically on and off Christian, swinging door Christian, whatever you want to call him. But he's all like, man, uh, you hate those type of guys, don't you? I said, no. I said, because what exempts me? I got to fight temptation like he does. Mm-hmm. I said, I, do you think that I get to walk in the store and think that it's okay that I don't get tempted to go buy a beer, drink a beer, buy some smokes? I said, bro, I get tempted just like anybody else. What exempts me? Exactly. I'm not exempt, man. I'm not exempt from these things. So I got to know myself. So now I know why it's the will of God for me to pray because I got to stay connected. Come on, we live in a society where cell phones are a thing, right? Everybody got to have the iPhone 14 Pro. You can't have the low. You got to have the Pro. And, you know, you got to have the upgrade, this upgrade, everything technology, right? Yeah. But if you don't keep that thing plugged in, what's the, what's the point of having a 14 Pro if it's dead? Shout out to Brother Elliot. He, you can't see him, but he's working the sound. And 
in a video back there. But brother Elliot, I give him a hard time all the time because every time we do this podcast, he got to charge phone. What's the point of having a phone if it ain't if charged? It's always charged. What's the point of having the Holy Ghost if your Holy Ghost ain't ever charged? And that's why I'm, I'm saying about that. The Bible says that um, that there's no condemnation for those who walk in Christ. I mean, who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So I see that the moment that I think I'm, I'm I don't have to pray is the moment that I'm walking. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna begin to start walking in the flesh. So I have to be connected to the source and then be thankful in every circumstance. Now I'm going to put my phone down on this one because I'm about to start preaching now. Every circumstance, God wants us to be thankful. We got to watch out because circumstances can create a mindset and a mindset can create a lifestyle that it was never God's intention. Joseph, for instance, brother Hall had mentioned him before we had started this. If you look at Joseph, he had a mindset and he had a heart, and that's ultimately what kept him. He didn't allow circumstances to change that. Circumstances do want to change your life. I was preaching to my youth Wednesday, and I told him, y'all are set apart people. Y'all don't walk around and wake up as ordinary people. Y'all are different people, and therefore there are things that, are, that want you. You got to understand that. I'm not trying to make them feel like, oh, man, every corner there's an op, and they got to keep the thing on them. No. I want them to understand that there is things that do want to haunt you and they do want to kill you. And one of those things is called bitterness. Folks, be on the lookout. Bitterness wants to knock at your door and it wants to live with you. Do not let it. I seen the works of bitterness the other day and it killed my heart because I knew from the get-go that it was bitterness and I kept my mouth silenced. And bitterness got used by one person and that one person silenced and then I see a, a brother slip up because bitterness crept in the situation. And I'm all like, man, like, I, I, it, it's hard to, for the lack of a better example or words or whatever, it's hard to thank God that he gave me the discernment because I got to see a brother slip up who didn't have it. Yeah. But it, I do thank God for it, but it's not like a real joyful shout from the music because I want all my brothers. I want everybody to have that discernment to know because it's shut up. Like I told my wife, the moment that the source Got what it wanted, it was silent. And now I got a brother who got to repent, got to beat himself up because he slipped up and did something that was fleshly or worldly, however you want to view it. But either way, he knew better. Well, and, he knows. well and I think, too, um, what, and we don't want to, I'm not downing anybody, but a lot of times if you're giving yourself, uh, if you end up giving yourself over to a spirit or you don't even have the discernment, how can God talk with you if you're not staying connected with him? Like you were saying. Yes, yes, definitely. So my wife and me, we're working. I mean, our marriage ain't perfect, but I can I can get look. Thank God for where he brought you from. Damn. You may not be where you're you, you wanna be, but thank God that you're not where you yes. used to be, folks. Yes. Learn to be like David and every couple of steps build an altar and thank God. All right. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, we have to have that mindset. Like that I'm thankful. thankful for the small things again. Don't don't. I know we want the major. I know we want where we can joke around and one, not get mad at the other or we can w- whatever. And one, not get mad at the other. But right now, you know what? We're not where we used to be. And so me and my wife, one thing that helped us in is, is communication. I had to learn to communicate with my wife. When I first started this walk, 
I wanted my wife to feel like I had everything together spiritually. And I didn't. I didn't, but I wanted her to feel like she can rely on me. Biggest mistake, guys, do not do that, okay? Do not do that. Be vulnerable with your wife. Be if, if you're one of those that are like me, faith is an action word, and you're dating or whatever, and you you don't want to play no games, like, hey, whatever, be, well, learn to communicate. Learn, learn to communicate how you're feeling, and this is actually what helps. So that's why I see why it's very important for us to have that communication with God because the only way that I can know what God wants for me and what God wants to reveal to me and show me and what God wants to do through me is to have that 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 love, that source. I got to have that communication, that back and forth. Like I love what Brother Backus said. He says, oftentimes me praying to God doesn't consist of me just talking, but me listening. Of course, you're not going to get that. I know people desire that off the back. Oh, I want to hear from God. I want to hear. I haven't heard from God. Or, How do you hear from God? Look. The Bible says he bless, uh, He rewards those who digitally seek him. Not somebody who just tries at one time or two times. God's going to see your desires, and he's going to see that you want to know. He's not going to be silent, okay? But, yes, we do have to have that communication because that's what builds, I think it was a, Sorry to say, folks, it was Kendrick Lamar, so you want to be mad at me for mentioning, but he had said uh, communication rules a nation. And he's in, have, I'm sorry to say he's right. I mean, communication, the only way for a team, a successful team to be successful is communication. Tom Brady, if he didn't communicate with his team, wouldn't be Tom Brady. It would just be another guy who got drafted out of college and went nowhere because there's communication with the, amongst the team. And remember, God wants to be in partnership with you. God desires to hear your thoughts and he desires you for to hear his his as well. So there's a, a team there that he does want to build. He's just not like a puppet master that, oh, I'm just going to control you. In that case, then he would have just never wrapped himself in flesh and showed us that we can conquer this flesh. He would have just stayed in heaven and said, uh, do this and do that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. So he does want us to be in partnership with him and communication helps me and you stay in partnership because not every successful business just because they got successful doesn't need communication. There's still communication. There's still numbers that got to be talked about. There's still um, visions that got to be cast. There's still a, how do we do to expand? What would we do? All of this starts with through communication. And so going back to that, given thanks in every circumstance, circumstances do want to dictate your life, folks. You got to realize that. Do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Again, as the Bible says, got to know that circumstances do. You got to understand another thing that we fall victim to is not realizing that the Bible and Jesus Christ, God himself tells us that it rains on the just, which mean in righteous, which mean in church folks, as well as the unjust. But the difference between the evil people is that when water falls on us, baby, it's to water us for us to grow. Exactly. <laughs> All right? You got to take that in. I remember preaching this one day. I said, man, if you in the storm, we'll grab a bucket because I'm going to use this water that I'm getting from when I get out, and I'm going to dump it on my brother who needs it whenever he's in the dry season. So don't always take it as ugly. God, one of the best moments in, in, in my walk had to be when God revealed some ugly things in me because, it, again, circumstances like 
Uh, last podcast, we had Pastor Bumgarner on, and we talked about unresolved issues, and I brought up how I was an insecure person, didn't realize it. But see, insecurity was a circumstance that happened in my life. But circumstances are selfish. They do not want to happen in your life. They want to control your life. They want to be a puppet master. You can't be happy about this. You can't be joyful about that. Well, we just read, folks, that we always got to be joyful. Yeah. So if I'm not joyful because of circumstances, I'm out of the will of God, just off the back. Well, and uh, there is something I was uh, I was preaching to the nursing home residents, or actually members. I call them members. I try not to call them residents because they're my church folk. So I was going and I was preaching. I was preaching to them because God wanted me to talk about submission. What I brought up was I brought up Hagar, and I brought up how Hagar. You know, she didn't ask to be Abraham's wife or to to bring forth Abraham's son. Right. She was volunteered or voluntold <laughs> yeah. to do it. Yeah. And um, and then once she started, I mean, yeah, the Bible says that she, uh, her mistress saw she was a spy in her eyes and all of that. But I'm sure Hagar, once she's pregnant with Abraham's child, she probably kind of starts carrying herself a little differently because she she's pregnant with Abraham's kid. You know, Abraham's supposed to have a promised son and everything, and I'm sure she knew about it. But then all of a sudden, Sarah don't like it, and Sarah starts nitpicking with her, yep. dealing with her harshly, saying she didn't do things right. It leads to Hagar running away. And then when Hagar runs away, an angel comes to her and says, hey, go and submit unto your mistress. And the reason he said that is it is not the will of God that this promise basically dies out here in the wilderness or is even raised by somebody else. He said it's this is you're not just it, you're you're not just that servant that was from Egypt that was grabbed. You weren't just that uh, just some some nobody. Now you're pregnant with the promise of God. Now you have to go back. Like you can't just do what you want to do now. You're not just you're not just anybody, but you're now you're a part of the family. Yes, man. I mean, we we got to know the basics is what I'm really trying to stress is not, again, I'm, I don't want anybody to feel that we're trying to defeat people. We want to reveal some things to you and to help you. Another thing that will help you is First Peter 2.15, which reads, I'm read KJV, For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish man. Put or silence the ops. And the way that we do this is because of the way that we conduct our lives. Remember, if I'm out, I share this with my young people. I said, if I'm out here killing and drug dealing and all that and people see that and I'm trying to invite people to church, you think they're going to want to come to church? Let's be real. Yeah. Like, no, man, you're probably trying to get, you're probably going to try to rob me or something, try to <laughs> yeah. get me in the car and then next thing you know, you're going to rob me and I'm one of your victims now. No, but... I know we don't get treated right. That's life, folks. I know some of us right now are probably listening, working at a job to where we feel like we're not getting paid enough. We're getting stepped on. Trust me. I've been there, done that. God will be good to you as long as you continue to conduct your life just as he intended you to. And this is what's going to silence those men. I had an encounter not too long ago where I had to pray to God because I felt like, there was some unjust things going on at work financially. So not just me, some other people. And God has been good to me in that circumstances. God heard my prayer. Um, man, I work for as a Christian man. So I said, Lord, you know, and, and, and God answered it. Simple prayer, folks. I didn't go on a 40-day fast or 
you know, ball my eyes out or nothing like that. I just trusted God because if his word said ask, and I, and that's what I did. And I'm not trying to say, you know, hocus pocus or uh, Disney World fairy dust here uh, about when I said that, but I'm just telling you what I did. And, but our lives, our lifestyle, and that's what one thing that he loves about me. He sat me down and that's what he likes. He says, I like your attitude and stuff like that. Well, think about it. If I didn't have that and people were walking around and saying, well, Jonathan's X, Y, Z, then he would have been like, yeah, I know that. Why? Because the way that he chooses to conduct his life, how he acts, how he does this. But he's seen that. And so therefore, in return, look, good does not go unpunished. God will reward you. I know we think that just because we do good, oh, it's all in vain. It is not in vain, folks. And. Brother Hall, you got something? Yes, uh, there was there was one uh, thing I really felt God give me because uh, when I was when I was going to um, my old church in Bastrop, and even when I was in Bible college, I would always hear this thing called the permissible will of God, and I thought everybody knew about it. And then I was talking about it with Brother Solis; he didn't know. But um, basically, what it what it is is sometimes uh, there's some situations like, for example, you may need a new car. And maybe God's will is for you to have something you can pay cash on. But instead, you want that that new Ford with all the bells and whistles on it and everything. And, you know, well, if you're in God's permissible will, which is what he's allowing you to have, like he may allow you to have that, you know, that truck and everything. But really what he would rather you have is something that's not going to put you in a financial strain. And the thing that always um, was difficult that I was thinking is like, okay, so is there two wills, two will of God's or is there one will of God? And because I was growing up, that's what I would always hear. So I would kind of think, well, what if, so if I didn't get with this one, was this one really the will of God or, uh, or if, you know, if I got, you know, divorced or all these different things, was this supposed to be the will of God? And then it wasn't cause I messed up. So am I out of the will of God? And that was, that was the question that I had. What do you, what do you have? What do you think about that? God understands ignorance. I, I, Ellie can testify. I, I share this with my young people all the time. I want them to understand. There's a difference between the Bible says he who knows to do right and doesn't do that. That is sin. All right. Mm-hmm. You will fall victim to your emotions. So if you're in a relationship and you think that this is the will of God for your life and that relationship doesn't work out. God understands your ignorance. That's why he loves you enough to not let it happen so i'm not trying to bring something out of a rabbit out of a hat or or i'm not trying to manipulate people or try to go against the will of god i just like i said i'm just very basic with the bible because paul was told in the spirit not to go to jerusalem your bible tells you that paul still went to jerusalem so was paul out of the will of god was paul going against the will of god no paul just had a desire to say you know what lord if it takes me being martyred, jailed, whatever it takes so that people can know that this is real. Because remember, if Paul was preaching a lie, then he would have been scared. But he was deep down. He knew this is the truth and I have to share it. So God protected him. I was sharing with Brother Hall. There was men that devoted themselves to not eat until they killed Paul. And God did not allow that to happen. So, yes, you had the will of God for him not to go. But God seen that the desire for his name's sake. Now, I think it would have been a different route if Paul was going to preach Paul, 
or Paul was trying to put his power or no, nah, I got a business trip over there for my kingdom. I need to go. Then it probably would have been different. But understand, folks, you're probably right now listening to me and you've done some ignorant things and you're probably beating yourself up because now you realize that it wasn't the will of God. And you feel like now you probably can't pick the pieces back up, baby. You don't need to pick the pieces back up. You need to let him allow him to create pieces. Because if my Bible tells me that folks is looking at a sea and then from a sea, they're looking at a, a way through, then he'll make a way through. All right. So you don't need to worry about trying to pick pieces back up. God wants to give you new ones. God in desert land wants to give you water. He wants to he wants to take us to a land of plenty. We're going to do some ignorant things before we get there. But that doesn't mean that we won't get there. It's that we got to learn before we get there. So that's a big thing that God has been really working on me on is learning how to swing a sword. And next podcast, I'm going to give you all just a little teaser of it is how to swing our sword because we have to know. And so we love y'all folks. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. But the coffee is running low. But the coffee's running low. So me and my bros, we got to go. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Stay vibing.